welcome to the Francast. We are really excited today to be here to be talking about our favorite show, The Nanny. And I am film critic Rachel Wagner, and Larry's here. Hello. And Colleen is here. Hi, everybody. Yes. Okay, so today we're talking about episodes 19, 20, and 21 of season two of The Nanny. These are pretty classic episodes. It's going to be really fun to talk about them. And we are going to start with a fine friendship. And uh, this episode uh, is, uh, it must have been pretty, I, I think maybe it doesn't feel as bold now as it might have been then. But I think back then, I mean, this is before Ellen, before, I and mean, it must have been pretty bold to have an episode like this. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But as we've been talking about, especially in season two, I mean, the glimmers were there in season one, too. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Fran is, is definitely uh, pushing it with those LGBTQ themes in this <laughs> second yeah. season, whether it be jokes or, yeah. or kind of just showing her support. Because I think she was, as we talked about, a pretty pretty big supporter of the community even before her own personal connection with her husband Mm -hmm. yeah right Right. yeah and uh, so in this episode uh fran uh starts becoming friendly with a uh with a male nanny that is uh there that is watching over a friend of gracie's and named kurt and uh she is just sure that he is gay uh but then it turns out he's not gay and uh they start a relationship and it has one of the more i i'd say iconic scenes of the show uh with her and mr sheffield and so we'll talk about it and uh overall though what did you think uh larry uh about this show is your overall feelings I thought it was fun. I did remember this one. This was one that I instantly got a flashback. Actually, at the very least, the first two were a quick flashback. Actually, all three, because uh, I remember the hospital scene in the third one vividly. So these were ones that it, as soon as I started it, it was like a, a light bulb came on. I was like, oh, I remember this episode. <laughs> Um, but I think it it was a fun, I think Gracie has a little bit over the top of a storyline, but a fun little like story going on as well throughout the episode. So yeah. Yeah. What about you, Colleen? I enjoyed this one. I I agree with you, Rachel, that it was definitely, um, something at the time, which I was watching this show live back then, but it didn't even you know, didn't even cross my mind. I was in college at the time, uh-huh. but it didn't even like really register with me how this might have been observed to some fans. But it's yeah. a good one. I enjoyed this one. Yeah. Yes, you were like a progressive uh, college student in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very good. <Yes>. Yeah, <laughs> we still got to see more of that fashion. Oh <laughs> yeah, great. I'll I'll have those pictures down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it starts out with Mr. Sheffield and Brian playing in a baseball game and, uh, <laughs> they're in the Broadway, uh, player league. And there were some pretty, I thought, funny jokes with, uh, <laughs> they're talking about the, all the old people on their team. And also the, uh, the, they were playing against the children of a lesser God, uh, team. <laughs> they're like, their hand signals are amazing. <laughs> how do we feel about that Catherine hepburn joke <laughs> i thought it was kind of funny i mean it was all right uh just old uh, like he has a pretty he's pretty he's a decent mimic i would say and uh, <laughs> well i would just i bring that up because another show recently kind of got criticized for the mannerisms obviously of Catherine hepburn in her later life um so I was just, I was, oh. just, we didn't really do the, the whole thing, obviously, because that would have been too much, but I'm just yeah. curious. Oh, I, I, I think he was just kind of making fun of the fact that she was old. She was old. Yeah. 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 Uh, I agree. So I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was funny. Yeah. I think it was funny. Uh, yeah. And so Gracie has a play date. They're very excited. And uh, this is a pretty funny, I thought, storyline for Gracie in this this episode a fun little b plot yeah. uh in fran tells her you're going to be gardening your toys for the rest of your life and uh and so 
so Fran is just convinced that this nanny is gay and it was kind of a funny joke when he's she's like who understudied for carol channing and dolly (laughs) (laughs) see (laughs) and uh and and the actor who plays kurt is christopher rich who if you're a reba fan the show reba oh yes uh he was the uh the ex the the no that's just set my light bulb off i was like i recognized him too but i uh, you know didn't think much of it but yes he is reba's ex and i I actually loved reba maybe when we finish this series uh (laughs) because we're making pretty good headway reba. then we, we maybe we could maybe we'll watch the watch reba but now i i really did uh did like reba i especially barbara jean is just hilarious i love <laughs> Melissa peterman in that role she was so funny to me and <laughs> so uh yeah the uh the he's the 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 nanny fran thinks he's gay there was a funny recurring joke in this episode with her talking on the phone with her mother. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was very funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, Ma. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. She just goes to different phones around the house <laughs> periodically will like make a noise. Yeah. That was funny. I thought I will have to say, I feel like so obviously this is playing off of, you know, you can't really judge a book by its cover stereotypes in this episode. I feel like Tira Masu is more common knowledge than Carol Channing's understanding. <laughs> like, I feel like Tira Masu, more people just off the street, men, are going to know what, the, the, at least say, uh, a dessert, you know, like they're going to yeah. be like yeah, a, a sweet, rather than, like, so I was like, that was a, that was an odd second test question for her to yeah. do. But <laughs> I agree. I was like, I mean, okay. Okay. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's like one of like five desserts on a lot of menus at a lot of popular restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> like, out of I feel like if men would at least be able to say, I don't know, some kind of dessert, you know? <laughs> right. I did. I wondered that. I'm like, uh, <laughs> was, was, is, is tiramisu like a popular popular gay food who knew i had no idea i was like i got the broadway one i was like okay i'll get you know i'll give you that one but i guess if you're an actor on broadway it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight you'll probably know a lot more broadway (laughs) trivia questions yeah so so uh gracie and her friend want to go to the lion king and uh <laughs> and so they're like sorry you because they had i guess taken a nap or something and uh they had overslept so they couldn't go to the lion king and and uh france you know says sorry we were late we can't go and <laughs> and then they're they're still listening to them talk and she's talking about uh one of the soaps i forget all which one is all I my children come on colleen you're you're our soap expert here <laughs> erica erica kane uh, she's saying well she's late to the she's late and so of course that means she's pregnant p.s she's pregnant yeah and they s- slept together and so gracie thinks oh my gosh we 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 slept together and we uh we we were late oh no i must be pregnant (laughs) and i i actually feel like this is actually the kind of thing that young children sometimes believe like sometimes i could this to me felt like relatively believable because they overhear things and they come to these sometimes crazy conclusions that you're just like what is happening i i mean i never had anything quite like that but i i mean i have my my own uh funny things like when i uh i don't know if i've told this story i forget where i've told what stories but uh (laughs) but when i when i was little i we had a very very friendly neighborhood that you know we would just go over to each other's houses and and uh it was very safe and and i had a friend named laura and a friend named lauren lauren lived across the street and laura lived uh, like two blocks up and there was a pretty busy street 
to cross in order to go to Laura's house. Anyway, I, I, I told my mom, Hey, I'm going to go over to Laura's house. And she thought I said Lauren. So she's like, sure, go, you know, go over. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, I go up to Laura's and of course I probably stepped into traffic. And anyway, this lady was very upset with me and she started following me as I'm heading back home. And I run into the house and I say, mom, there's a witch following me. <laughs> I'm like, there, she's after me. There's a witch. Oh, and my mom was like, what is happening? Because she still thinks I was just at Lauren's house. And, <laughs> and this lady like knocked on the door and was like reaming my mom out for like not taking care of her child. Oh and, my gosh. <laughs> wow i'm just like what is happening so i don't know like those kinds of things like kids are funny that way oh, and they yeah. they have things like that happen and <laughs> and i mean that's one of the i think even though i'm not a parent myself i do think that would be one of the joys of parenting it's just the ridiculous stuff that your kids do and you're just laughing mm -hmm. <laughs> like no. what what are you doing <laughs> Yeah, I did love as she was like passing by and she's like, wow, I mean, this is a real intense playtime. I know. Uh, really good yeah. house playing or whatever. Yeah, I was just like, what the worst? <laughs> that was really funny because Gracie thinks that she's pregnant and and uh, and I, the little kid was really cute too. He's like, I've got to get a job. And <laughs> I like timing her subtractions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I thought it was a, a cute story. Like, cause I agree. I mean, kids will, they'll like pick something up that they just randomly hear and then just, you know, take it to wherever. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> no, that's, I mean, especially when they're that age, they don't know anything about that yet. Um, they haven't learned about any of it. So they have no idea. <laughs> they think kids still come from storks from the sky. You yeah. know, it's like, come on. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget real quick. There was a classic Different Strokes episode, and they were trying to teach Arnold the birds and the bees, and Willis didn't want to tell him the real story, so he was telling him a story about how fish have babies, and so he kind of was using that as the example for real people. And if you have watched it in the language they use, I watched it in the last year. It was uh -huh. so funny. <laughs> I mean, he just totally had the story wrong on top of it, and then you know, and then I think. I don't remember if Kimberly was maybe like the object, like if they thought she was pregnant or something. I can't remember the exact story, but oh my goodness. So it's exactly the same thing. Like you just take something out of context and run with it. But when you're told you miss, you're told the wrong story to begin with, and then you, yeah. you go on a tangent with that. <laughs> it was so yeah. funny. That is funny. <laughs> and I mean, and it's, it's funny too that, that, I don't know that this whole idea of sort of the gay BFF that you have here that, mm -hmm. I mean, there's still men just cause you're gay doesn't mean you're not a man. Like you still have, I mean, it's just, it's just funny that that whole, I mean, does anybody really have in the history of women, do they, does anybody really have a gay BFF? I, I, I <laughs> just there to like, give me help on my fashion choices and, and, uh, and <laughs> And to go shopping. I mean, that's just something you see in so many shows from the, you start to see, particularly like the early, th you know, 2000s. Yeah. And then you see that obviously Will and Grace being like the ultimate example. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, that, that, that stereotype of the gay BFF is just so, so ridiculous. But in the end, obviously that ends up being not true here. Yeah. But yeah, like, I do like that scene in the bedroom where, he reveals oh. himself basically oh. it's so funny <laughs> that was hilarious <laughs> her, her pressure spots yeah the oh, that dress spots. when she says it's too slutty even for me <laughs> and i'm thinking you haven't really been that slutty like <laughs> I, I don't understand i know she's not she she can get away with I mean she wears a lot of minis and stuff but she can get away with it and she's always got like her legs covered you know yeah. what I mean so it's not like she's she's still fairly modest I think so I mean she has the mini skirts but but yeah she's always wearing tights and mm -hmm. uh and uh, nylons always uh mm -hmm. with very few exceptions and 
Yeah. Uh, and she almost always has her shoulders covered. I would yep. say 80% of the yep. time, at least. Every now and then she gets a little dress, uh, yeah. but most all the time. Yeah. Legs and shoulders <laughs> and, uh, as we've discussed, neck covered. So <laughs> it's like... <laughs> well, and even with her slinky dresses, they're still covering her chest. I mean, she doesn't, yeah. you know, you don't see anything. <laughs> I did love right. the reverse, like... Um, Kind of just showing how ridiculous the ideas of turning your child gay, like kind of that scene where uh-huh. she's calling out him, I bet your mother dressed you in boys' clothes. Like, right. you know, all of these things she's yelling out at him, you know, kind of like the stereotypes of what people often used to say of like, oh, your parents must have dressed you up as a girl or coddled you and that's why you turned out gay or whatever. But uh-huh. I thought it was a really kind of fun play on that as she used mm-hmm. it to, to be mortified that she, <laughs> that he was straight. <laughs> yeah right and uh and yeah the the whole scene i mean i'm surprised to be frank that they got away with the censors with her being in her bra for as long I know, as I was she like, is i mean we're not we're, we're <laughs> i love how this scene is coming up right after we're talking about how she's always so covered up but <laughs> for the gag then yeah she's in just a bra for this whole scene uh but yeah yeah I mean, I, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, I guess she did have edgier network shows back then. Like, I think like her belly button was covered, though, because yeah. she, I think the belly button was covered because she wears those high pants, uh, the high-waisted pants. That's true. High. So, I don't remember what you could get. I don't remember that era of really what was happening in like, was it like the era of like, I think they were starting to kind of, kind of get a little bit more like NYPD Blue was coming around that time. Yeah. So NYPD I feel like they Blue. were getting a little more risque, but not that much more i did love love the idea of like the kids just wanting to go see lion king yet again i know (laughs) no all the parents petitioned that it can only be shown at one theater (laughs) yeah just thinking about the phenomenon you're like oh gosh i know i can just imagine being a parent it's probably a lot like frozen but it's like oh i can just imagine (laughs) being a parent when one of these animated phenomenons come out yeah, I, this show really did have a number of timely jokes that, uh, you know, that, uh, that, because that would have just come out, Lion King, barely. Uh-huh. It was in 94, and this episode would have been 95. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they, they did have some timely jokes. Kicks her out when she finds out that she says, I bought correct all in front of you. <laughs> I mean, and I do love, like, right before, she's like, oh, if he was available and straight, he knows everything and still likes me, and he would be great. And then when it actually happened, she's, like, mortified. (laughs) Sheffield comes in, and they're talking, and then she realizes that she's just has her bra on, and, uh, and she says, why did you say something? And this whole scene, these two actors, I thought, did such a good job together, really funny. Just I didn't notice. I'm beginning to wonder about you too. <laughs> and uh, and then she puts on the sparkly dress and gets stuck. And this whole scene is very class, very iconic. Yeah. And he says, "I can't do this standing up." And then he says, "Just get on the bed." And that that's when when Niles sees it all, and she's <laughs> he says. If you let me tell Miss Bob Babcock, I'll, I'll work free for a year. <laughs> uh, yeah, he had some pretty good jabs at CC. This, uh, <laughs> you know, he said this from the woman who went to Cancun with a crash dummy about because she was criticizing Fran for dating Kurt, and. Uh, <laughs> And then he, he, the whole gag with him writing down what happened between Fran and <laughs> so he could say, I didn't tell, I didn't tell, but I wrote it. Oh my gosh, yeah. That was funny. Uh, and so Fran starts to date Kurt. There's a really cute scene, another pretty, pretty memorable uh, with, uh, with Mr. Sheffield getting, with Maxwell getting a, an apple and, and, uh, and Niall says, that oh that's the last apple <laughs> and he's oh did you want it man well i <laughs> i i didn't realize i wanted it until i couldn't find couldn't have it and now 
now it's not now i can't have it and and, and mr Shepard's like eat a pear <laughs> and then you get the same scene with with uh fran uh where she's eating the pear and she ate the pear so weird she ate it from like the top down did you see that i no. didn't even notice yeah. it yeah she like ate the t- like usually when you eat a pear you kind of eat around the core but she's <laughs> that was so funny but anyway and she's just like snooze you lose <laughs> neither yeah. of them get the metaphor at all at all oh, that was that was a good that was really trying there i yeah. did also like um kind of the play of i think it wouldn't have worked obviously if it had just went mr sheffield to fran but i like since they both did it to each other yeah the whole gag of like oh wait you got something or oh you got a tear never mind all good like oh, uh, they're yeah. just kind of used to oh, check out each other's yeah. butt <laughs> yeah. oh that mr sheffield because really she she liked that he was wearing those mom jeans was, was, i know i was like those jeans aren't even flattering <laughs> <on> him. <laughs> like i'm sure he would look good in jeans not those though but um <laughs> no one looks good in those no and yeah and then in the end she ends up breaking up with kurt and uh she says to mr sheffield i just want someone going in the same direction as mine and and then they walk up the stairs together it's pretty cute mm-hmm. yes I also, yeah one of my favorite lines from fran this episode was just her coming down with like visa raised my limit well i showed them oh, right yeah <laughs> Her, her system first yes and then niles like trying to get cc uh to come or whatever come on cc and he's like next time try yelling last call yeah <laughs> uh i so as far as the fashion goes we had uh the purple robe and i think maybe one of these days on this podcast we need to rank her robes we need yeah. to rank the Fran robes because yeah. this is a popular one. It's the purple with the puffy flowers mm-hmm. that she wears quite a bit. And then uh, you see her with the uh, black pants, the vest. It had silver buttons and kind of like white stripes, kind of on it. Yeah. Um. And there was sort of there there was a silver satin shirt underneath, and then there was like a white border on the collar. So um then that looked pretty good i like when she does black and white did it look like a skeleton in the front to you it it, it i couldn't tell what it was the if it best was, part like it kind of looked like like the ribs. Like ribs yeah yeah i couldn't tell what it was if it was fabric or if it was some kind of embellishment i don't know it was it was hard to tell uh but yeah it could it definitely could have been yeah it like just some kind like of, it to me. yeah and then she has these i really like these cute little black shorts that she had like mm-hmm. i thought at first it was a mini skirt but it wasn't these black shorts a black skirt then she had this leather jacket that had these big kind of gold hoops uh on the border and on the sleeve and it had a matching purse she had nylons and then the black boots she's gotten a lot of use out of those black mm-hmm. boots <laughs> the season uh but i i really thought it was a nice outfit i liked it i thought it yeah. looked really good i liked it too that, yeah, that's, I'm a fan. that's what i'm liking this season is because i'm i'm a fan of these little like jacket skirt combos. yeah like I, I think they look like yeah the little skirt suits mm-hmm. i like most of the time yeah yeah classy that's why you're like that's why we're surprised about her saying bloody i know (laughs) next episode you're literally back to wearing a tie so you're literally buttoned up yeah i mean this must have been what is getting her those credit cards though that leather jacket i mean that was expensive oh yeah yeah uh So then we have a, the the some of the different things she tries on in the uh, in the closet scene. It, like a, there's like a sparkly silver cocktail dress, and that's when she gets stuck on her. And then the red sweater dress with the circle cutouts, uh, it with like sparkly circles, and uh, and she, that's when she says it's too slutty even for her. 
after he reveals he's straight. I know. <laughs> um, and then she has on a black turtleneck with like kind of sparkly cuffs. And it, it, the one thing I've noticed a couple times this season is like slight midriffs. Mm-hmm. And that was this. It was just like kind of hanging there. It had like a slightly odd kind of hemline for a shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially a long sleeve shirt. But, uh, you know, it screamed very, like, Clueless fashion, mm-hmm. 1995. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the high-waisted jeans and the black boots. Uh, so, and then we have a, a turtleneck with pink, black, and fuchsia and yellow stripes on it. Uh, it's like a sweater dress. Vibrant, like, bright yeah. But I, I liked it. I thought it looked yeah. good in there. Black tights. And then uh, then she um, puts on a jacket over that. Like black with that matching, pink trim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, matching jacket with that. Uh, and uh, it had double, I think they call it double-breasted when it has two sets of buttons. Mm-hmm. Oh. Anyway, so that's what it was. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, so it was a pretty good, I think, episode for fashion. And uh, yeah, so what out of 10 would you give this episode, Larry? This one, I think I'll probably go with a 7. What about you, Colleen? Um, I think just for the hijinks in the bedroom, which was hilarious, yeah. I'd yeah. say 7.5. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to stick with what I was planning on giving it an 8. I think it's pretty oh. funny, and I think that yeah. the fact that the B plot line is also pretty funny, <laughs> I think helps it. That the Gracie plot line is, is pretty pretty good. So, mm-hmm. Alright, so next we have Lamb Chops on the menu, and in this episode, uh, so CC gets the film rights for Lamb Chops the movie. And do you remember Lamb Chops? Did you ever watch it when you were little? I never watched Lamb Chops. <laughs> this is like, the song literally, that never ends. The nanny oh. is my only reference to Lamb Chop, I have to say. Uh, I is oh. Was she that racy on her own show? No. I was like, no, she's not so, at all. No. Oh, okay. I was like, is this little lamb sock puppet this like sassy and wonderful? Because I might need to go watch some reruns of Lamb Chop. I mean, I haven't watched it in a long time, so maybe, maybe it all went over my head. I don't know. Maybe you were too young and it just flew right over. But I'll tell you, Sherry Lewis, she is an incredible ventriloquist. She was flawless in in doing what she did uh, in the ventriloquism because i've watched charlie mccarthy and edgar bergen who were supposed to be so amazing they're on a disney movie called fun and fancy free and they're he's terrible he was terrible ventriloquist Uh i I mean you can see his mouth moving the whole time and (laughs) and so i don't I, i was so surprised and here i mean i thought she was excellent yeah me too. Yes, she was good at she's yeah good. and some really expressive stuff that they kept her face in frame too like sometimes mm-hmm. when lamb chop would like yell and she would they, her face would still be in frame i was like wow i mean that is pretty amazing <laughs> i mean i think they need to send a cute little chester dog to like a dog therapist or something because oh <laughs> he absolutely is still uh i mean by this point especially with somebody like cc he should be trained by I by know. now would i would think would at least send him to like you know a little puppy boarding school or something yeah. Yeah. where they train yeah. you yeah because i'm like clearly she's not there with him very often so i understand but he would be like crate trained or something i don't know yeah, yeah. she's had chester for a while and he just i mean <laughs> i can't imagine she wouldn't just kill him or get rid of him if he just kept going in her house all over the place yeah. in her I apartment say that like she's just not the kind of dog owner oh. i like to watch or see she's i mean i'm not trying to yeah. call her neglectful but she was neglectful. <laughs> <laughs> it's fiction we can talk that way yeah yeah i, I mean Chester's <laughs> so cute though i mean i just he's love really every cute. time he's in an episode i get happy because he's just yeah. such a cute little pomeranian but yeah you're like uh <laughs> this is a really poorly behaved dog um <laughs> i understand you just 
don't do it with him a lot, Cece. But yeah, you need to take him to a class because yeah. <laughs> leave him at a little pet boarding school during the day, please. Yeah. Well, and it's just so cute the way it's Fran's actual dog. Yeah. It's oh, adorable. It's so cute. Oh. Chester, Chester Drescher is yeah. is so cute and yes yeah but i guess she keeps it because it was a gift from maxwell yeah so, <laughs> yeah. so she she feels <laughs> a little closer so to maxwell i mean it was kind of a a uh i don't know what you'd call it a um a, when they're talking about theater dying uh you know sort of wounded the heart because you know broadway's that was one of the ones i wrote down when you're paying 60 bucks to watch who is it brooke shields baltow and pedal pushers you know the end is near (laughs) try 360 today i know i i paid i paid around that for my when i saw hamilton why and i didn't even see original cast my ticket was over two hundred dollars. Wow! Yeah, no, we, we got the cheap seats together uh, for Frozen, but our view was obstructed. Oh, I know. That's that why they were so cheap. I know. <laughs> it's like, oh, these are reasonable price tickets. Oh well, that's why. Okay. I know that was that was frustrating. <laughs> when and I then, was in, or Rachel, went... she tried to get extra tickets to go back, and it was like sold out. I think. Aww. Oh. <laughs> I know. When I was in 2004, when I saw Hugh Jackman on Broadway and The Boy from Oz, I paid 250 bucks. But I yeah. had the front row. I cannot uh, complain. It was really good. <laughs> yeah, so for front it. row. I mean, you know, a concert or whatever. You know, for a front row, you can expect to to get up there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I was in the in the balcony when I saw Hamilton. I. I mean, there were, it was good seats, but not like uh, amazing. amazing. I mean, yeah. it's just, it was still such a thing, but anyway, it was worth it to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the only travel I really did hardly, except for I did D23 that year, uh, I believe. Uh, and so it was really the only. Far cry from Brooke Shields belting out in pedal pushers. Yeah. Yeah. That's but right. That's, <laughs> it's a funny statement to say about Broadway going out because Broadway's still so popular like it will never i feel like it will never not be popular i hope so i mean it's it's closed I, I, and I, I, how I, they're I, gonna I, recover know, from all this I'm hoping. i mean it's like without covid i mean the same thing with live theater and movie theaters i feel like there was always just this weird aura about them that people always feel like they're going out of business yeah. like every year you hear the doom and gloom stories they're on their last yeah. like but they never would i mean uh, until something um, crazy like covid struck now there is general like genuine concern of how our business is going to return or how our industry is going to survive right before this though you know there's just i cannot imagine that broadway would ever live theater would ever come you know just go away same thing with movie theaters i couldn't have imagined that they would go away i mean tv is great and all but it's been around for 50 years and it's still 60 years hasn't killed the theaters yet you know like (laughs) it's true people i mean it's true they even had a supreme court case uh that uh because people were uh upset that i forget was the actual was the claim of the case but when vhs uh that those that came out that yeah. that was going to destroy the, the nobody was going to go to a uh a live uh a, a, you know go was yeah. going to go to a movie yeah. uh and if they could watch on vhs and and you saw that even when uh when tv was first uh oh yeah introduced and you know that we there was the, the streaming whole, yeah uh, iTunes slash Napster kind of a thing. I mean, there's just been it's always that. Oh, this is going to take down. No one's going to want to go to a live theater, and I mean, right. uh, uh, go to movie theater or movie live theater, theater or everybody. live theater. I mean, I'm sure you know. <clears throat> and I think I think the thing with live theater, especially recently, is they've done a better job of making it more accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, so yes, there are still very expensive tickets, but there are also, you know, more affordable tickets. I know here in Denver, oh. they, they have like big sales um, to where they do like $10 movie or $10 ticket days where you can buy $10 tickets and stuff. So that, you know, and they do more family friendly shows too. So I, I feel like they've done a good job adapting to, yeah. to make it so that it's not just the rich people who can go to see live theater and, okay. and get to experience it, you know? Right. Well, and, and that is, I mean, capitalism in its ideal, <laughs> I, that's what it, it, it does is that the market adapts to the needs of the market and uh that uh and we've seen some of that even in this whole quarantine thing that uh you know they've people have found like drive-in movie theaters you know that 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 is a way of the market kind of adapting to the situation and uh it's it's just a question of kind of what you lose along the way yeah you can't adapt they can't you know, and, and in any kind of big commercial change, cultural change, there are things that fall to the wayside that just, like the circus, for instance, you know, we lost the, the circus that just couldn't adapt to, you know, it just reached a point where it just couldn't adapt anymore and we lost it. Yeah. And, uh, and well, yeah, Cirque du Soleil said, well, we'll do something without animals and yeah. find a way to do a circusy thing to survive, you know? Right. And yeah. the actual circus didn't move fast enough. It just couldn't adapt. Right. Yeah. And so, I don't know, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. But anyway, we have Lamb Chop the movie that is going to be coming out via huge hit yes. for films. And <laughs> there was a pretty funny story with. Fran saying Grandma Yetta played lamb chop when I saw it. <laughs> it was like a good time was had by all. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> that was pretty bad, but it was funny. Yes. Um, and uh, and then so Sherry comes, Sherry Lewis comes and uh, the uh, I guess that I they said on IMDb and on things they said that I guess Lamb Chop was actually uh, created by Sherry in uh, in 1957 for local New York oh. City morning show. Wow. Oh, yeah, wow. so she voiced the character for a long time, and uh, yeah, so that was interesting. Uh, I'm like, I need to know the figure though because CC threw out last year. Lamb Chop made a hundred million in merchandising. Yeah. I'm like, mm, in in the 90s? <laughs> I don't know. What, 94? I don't know, pretty pop I don't know what was, was popular it? at the time. I don't know what else was popular. I just am like, what? I mean, maybe it's true. I don't know. But it was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm seeing, uh, looking on the Wikipedia. Um, I'm like, I mean, that is impressive for a sock puppet to make 100 million in merchandising in a year like that in 94 uh so i think it was peak at that time was oh, peak was lamb chop though oh, uh okay. the uh okay. the show started in 1992 okay uh lamb chops play along uh it won an emmy for five consecutive years who knew oh, um yeah that uh uh last show was in 97 um it doesn't say anything about merchandise. Uh, Sherry appeared before U.S. Congress in that. Uh, that's the same one that um, that Fred Rogers, Rogers was on. And I still can't believe they didn't find a way to include that in the movie. Um, uh, she died in '98. That's why it stopped. Oh, uh, Sherry wow. Lewis. I know yeah. she died young. I think she, I don't know if she had cancer or something. But she says died from pneumonia in 1998 oh. in Los Angeles. Uh, well, I have to say, Lamb Chop stole the episode for me. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, what was your much, overall thoughts of this one? I oh. thought she was hilarious. Pretty much every single thing Lamb Chop said, I thought was funny. So yeah. <laughs> I just thought yeah. this little puppet, this little raunchy, sassy puppet, that voice, even the expression just with this little basic sock puppet was so fun. 
Yeah, when she says to Niles, I work alone, Benson. Yes. That was oh hilarious. God. That was probably the best line of the whole episode. I loved it. I thought it was really funny. Yeah, yeah. And the whole thing when Cece is wearing uh, fur oh. in her coat. That was so funny. She could have had people there. What was it? New Zealand sheep? New yeah, Zealand or something. Lamb yeah. Or something. New Zealand lamb. Yeah. I'm like, how weird. How would you know that? I don't know. Maybe do people just know that by looking at it? I guess no I don't know. I know. I she, how would you know just by looking at that jacket? <laughs> She's like New Zealand lamb. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't realize we were connoisseurs of wool. Um, also, though, you don't have to kill the lamb to get the wool. So, right. I right. mean, you know, shearing, I mean, we've all seen those That's true. picture, right? That's a good point. Have yeah. you all seen that one sheep who like ran? and went years and years and years without like any cut and just how big it was, I mean, yeah. it was no. crazy yeah, it became I, like a viral sensation because it was just like whoa oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah it no, was very doing funny. kindness to the sheep to, to yeah it was like that's one of the things like yeah it's not <laughs> it doesn't it's hurt like, them yeah. to shear them so. It's like grooming a dog. You know, sometimes they get mad at fur. I'm chasing my cat around right now, 17 and a <laughs> half. Not right at this minute, but my yeah. cat really, she's 17 and a half. She's old. She needs some a good brush, and she won't let me touch her for more than five seconds. So, like, every yeah. once in a while, I'm able to brush her, like, one spot, and then then I, she runs. And then yeah. I try the next day. Same thing with so, dogs and their and their it's nails. The humane thing to do. It yeah. hurts them if their nails start hitting like sidewalks. So you have right. to you exactly. have to make sure that you cut their nails. <laughs> it's the same thing, but yeah. So, but it was still such a funny gag to have her like scream <laughs> when she saw Cece. Yeah, it was really good and also i just thought it was it was super cheesy but i thought it was really funny when when they so chester's eating lamb chop they think and uh and then they have this whole chariots of fire thing with uh with niles and fran yeah. running and running running or to tell cheesy. mr sheffield yeah. and oh the, like there's like uh, gracie has water <laughs> like in a marathon <laughs> And Fran throws it, just like you're doing marathons. Cece, like, really throws funny. right into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and Fran helps him back up. Yeah. That was funny. That made me laugh. I, I just, yeah. I, I also did, like, Niles' lines in that, where they're, like, screaming, which they're like, take it off! And he's like, <laughs> she's not used to hearing. And then later, um, she kind of gets Niles. She's like, she gets a dig at him, and he turns and is like, every dog has her day. Yeah. yeah. Like, wow. Like, oh, so then oh, Lamb yeah. down with him, down like, <laughs> like nailing her. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. Or when he tells her, oh, treat yourself to a hotel. <laughs> well, it, it was, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny too, and he's like, but they forgot the mint jelly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I particularly liked Fran's reaction, trying not to laugh, uh, and then just busting up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And she tells, she tells uh, Mr. Sheffield, "You better wear a rubber glove." Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was funny. And, uh, I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and <laughs> uh, then. Uh, you have uh, Fran making her own lamb chop, and uh, <laughs> and I I liked the whole Miss Piggy that ham, honey. She's the new white meat. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> also have just a little B plot with Maggie. Want to go to the drive-in oh, with yeah. uh, with a, and Fran's asking questions. Is it a Miata? Does it have a back seat? Okay, you can go. <laughs> and then, and then it ends up being a Lincoln, and she's like, oh, I'm going to have to go with you. Well, yeah, she's like, oh, sounds like a great time. Brian, Gracie, we're going to the movies. Yeah. Which I love it when Fran is good at her job. I just, I, I liked like the interactions with Val this episode, too, which is always a treat whenever yeah. Val 
pops in, but her just being like, oh my gosh, I don't want to say anything stupid. Too late, Val. Yeah, too late. Uh, but I love when they go into the room. First, I just love little lamb chop sleeping with that little... Yeah, that was mask cute. over her eyes. Yeah, uh, she's like, "This is adorable and kind of psychotic." Uh, but also, <laughs> she's all, shh, "Shh, don't wake her." Val, Led Zeppelin couldn't wake her up. <laughs> I like that line too. Yeah, that was funny. That was really good. Uh, so the fashion in this one, we have a black turtleneck, black skirt with had colored leaves on it. Yeah, which was different. Uh, black nylons and the boots, the black boots. And then she had a rainbow sweater with a it had a, turl, a mock turtleneck, a half turtleneck with a with the bare midriff. <laughs> That's a new look. What? It's like bright rainbow with like blue. The the thickest part was like the blue at the yeah. end of the sleeve and at the bottom. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, alrighty. Yeah, you need to get that for pride. You can wear that. I was like, whoa, <laughs> this should have been in your last episode. Yeah. And then... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and wearing sort of washed. Uh, high-waisted jeans yeah. i oh there's so much uh they're so unflattering uh but uh, i do like fran in bright colors so i give the outfit a pass because of that but oh midriff combined with turtleneck combined with combined with high-waisted jeans and that kind of wash Oof, not my favorite um and then she had a black turtleneck with fluorescent sort of it was like a fluorescent splotchy kind of camouflage dress. like it was almost like a neon camouflage yeah, <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah. know how to describe it I was like what is this like camouflage <laughs> I don't yeah. know I just wrote down fluorescent splotchy yeah <laughs> but yeah that's probably a good way to to talk about it uh yeah a lot of a lot of fluorescence yeah. that must have just been a thing that year in fashion in a 94 95 a lot of fluorescence and uh so i it's not that she had that black like red and black jacket dress yeah like a jacket but it was a dress because it went down so far she didn't have a skirt on it was like a shirt dress kind of yeah but it was like a jacket it was weird i was like oh that's different yeah (laughs) and it it, it wasn't ugly it just was like oh okay uh i didn't yeah i wrote down red white and black sporty shirt dress with long (laughs) zipper in the front yeah yeah. and then <laughs> and, yeah, a and she's still in a turtleneck yeah yes exactly <laughs> can't forget the, the trusty can't. turtleneck yeah and she wore the black boots with almost every outfit in <laughs> this episode <Yeah. laughs> she loved those boots i love them too yeah, <laughs> you have to have super skinny legs to pull those yeah. boots off oh. uh. But, uh, but yeah, and then the last episode was a black turtleneck, black skirt, plaid vest. This was only for a second. Yeah. Uh, with uh, gold buttons and a black border and the boots. Yeah. Uh, in that, that was the very end with Maggie. Um, okay, so how many points would you give Lamb Chops on the menu? Larry? I think I'm going to go with an 8.5. I thought this was a really funny episode. <laughs> Like I said, I was ready to to do a retro binge on Lamb Chop. How she behaved. Oh, I know. Oh, I thought she was so funny. But if you ever, the thing I always think of with Lamb Chop is this: is this is a song that never. Oh uh, that was the big thing. That was oh, the big from Lamb Chop. I know. I'm like, no. I think I just like Nanny Lamb Chop. From what I'm hearing about the actual yeah. show, they be seeing oh. Sherry Lewis take Lamb Chop like to interviews and stuff because. You know, that's always yeah. kind of fun to see yeah. like the really child friendly star, you know, be a little bit racy, not push right. it so far that it's like, yeah. oh gosh, but just kind of be kind of cute. Right. And yeah. So. Yeah. And what about you, Colleen? How many points do you give it? I've been pretty quiet in this one because I didn't love it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, my thing about Lamb Chop, real quick, is Lamb Chop is up there in my hate with Barney and the Teletubbies. <laughs> 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 I just can't. I just can't. I didn't like Lamb Chop. I mean, I was too old, anyways. Yeah. But maybe I was just being like you said, a disgruntled college student, and I was in the grunge <laughs> at the time. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I, mean, I was like in Nirvana around this time. <laughs> so maybe that was it. But um, I, the, it was. I like the raciness. I get that, and there was some funny stuff. But 
it was just too much lamb chop for me personally. <laughs> so you were right there with Chester. You're like, take take lamb chop down, Chester. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so I'm gonna go, but it had funny stuff. Um, I, I, I will go with a seven for me on this one. I did laugh quite a bit, but yeah. Last one is a close shave and this is another iconic oh episode. Gosh. This is pro. This is one of the more popular episodes, even on Twitter. One of our followers was saying that we we're going to be covering her favorite episode, uh, on, uh, on this week's episode and it's a close shave is, is it? And so basically, and I, this is one where another one where Fran is good at her job. And I really like that. She is very good about getting, uh, getting Maggie to get a job. She thinks it's really important that she earns some money for herself and that she contributes. And they decide that they don't want to take a job from somebody who really, like, really needs the job. And so they, she ends up becoming a candy striper. Uh, and I, had you familiar with the whole idea of candy stripers? Yes, but I've never actually like seen one in real life. So candy stripers <laughs> are just a thing I've known about. Yeah. I don't know if are I don't know when they went out of fashion. I don't think th do they still exist? Well, I don't know. So in my field, um I there are people that work in healthcare that or volunteers. Yeah. And I would call these same people the same. They're the same. They're just volunteer. Well, I don't know if candy strippers are paid or some are unpaid. I always thought it was a volunteer position, but um, is it like the sexualized version? Like, is that why it's not really the same? Is because like candy stripers just like I don't know, cute, sexy version of you know, nurse or hospital volunteer. I don't know. I don't is know. They wear them. They dress them like that. But what I'll say about today, twenty twenty type. A 2020 volunteer, hospital volunteer, aka candy striper. They're men and women, and yeah. they wear normal clothes with like uh, some kind of a little jacket with the logo of the. the yeah, they're not in a little like striped. No skirts, and they're not all. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of them are, are seniors, like yeah. older adults. So I feel yeah. like it, maybe it's not exactly the same thing, but it but kind of is. It's just volunteers. They do I think, yeah, I was like, I feel like that used to be what they were. I feel like, that you know, the image came from somewhere, right? Yeah. So I feel mm -hmm. like probably back in the day in hospitals, that's what they were. And it yeah. just kind of has evolved into just general volunteers in the yeah. hospital. <laughs> yeah, I looked yeah. it up. There is a Wikipedia on it. And it said that, uh, that it started out in 1944 in New Jersey. They, they, uh, the, the young girls uh, for a high school civics class that oh. they were sewn by the girls in the class from the material provided by the teacher, red and white striped fabric known it, and they became known as the candy stripers. And I guess it kind of took off. There was also, they were saying uh, there was a, a group of the blue teens, which wore blue and white striped pinafores. And uh, that uh, the female adult volunteers were known as the gray ladies, I guess. Oh my gosh. They wore light gray uniforms. Alrighty then. <laughs> so, yeah. Today, uh, now they don't wear skirts. Like, no nurses wear. I mean, nurses are so casual now. They're all. Scrubs. I was going to say, I, I mean, they all were scrubs, basically. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. isn't everybody in a scrub in a hospital anymore? Basically, yeah. a blue scrub yeah. and you're a nurse. You know, <laughs> or it depends on where you work. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of variety in your colors and yeah, depending on your role and all that. But yeah, they don't dress like anything formal anymore because they can't. They have too much stuff. I mean, it's very difficult. It's work. Like, come on, yeah. I don't. I mean, yeah. You want, of course, you need something for cleanliness and for sterilization but it's also like nurses work some long shifts some yeah. grueling work <laughs> like let them be comfortable, yeah. let them be comfortable while they do this <laughs> come on no, yeah. I mean, we're not doing this sexy nurse stuff anymore y'all we gotta <laughs> that, leave that for your own fantasies <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, the I did think it was funny though, and when, when Mr. Shuffle says, "I'm rich, you won't be rich until I'm dead," and uh, and Fran says, "I have a feeling Mr. Menendez used that logic on Lyle and, and Eric." <laughs> you want to help out there? That I thought was a funny joke. Uh, but Maggie gets a job as a candy striper, 
And so wait, Rachel, you told us about your expedition to try to get a job. Well, how old were you when you actually got your first job? Well, I did a lot of work for my dad, just helping okay. him. But as far as like a real job, I actually didn't get one till I, uh, till I was in college. I, uh, I worked at the dorm. Like really involved in activities in high school. So I, I guess my parents were just like, no, you, you know, you focus on that. Yeah. You focus on school and, you know, doing all of that stuff there. So I didn't get my first job until I graduated high school. So I was 18. When I yeah. I mean, that's basically job. actually the same with me. Like I didn't have a real job until I was in college, yeah. uh, aside from doing just little things for my dad. Yeah. But I think in some ways for some people, the job is the extracurricular activity. I mean, like yeah, that's what it was with my brother. My brother uh, worked at a uh, at a skateboard shop uh, in uh, uh, when he was in high school, and yeah. that was sort of his peer group. That's where everybody was. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think it just it just. I mean, because you have to, of course, with a high school student, you have to find that balance. Because if if they are involved in stuff at school and have a job, it's like, well, Tough. you know, when are they going to have time to do their homework? When are they going to have time to be a teenager at all? You know, mm -hmm. at least yeah. you know live their life a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I mean, I guess Maggie, she doesn't seem to have anything else going on in her life other than her boyfriend. I guess so. It was. <laughs> I, I <laughs> it seems like a positive thing for her as a yeah. person. Yeah, well, and also just like, so I say that it's an example of Fran being good at her job because uh, she wasn't valuing money. Yes. She was just, oh, $50 here, $50 there. And it's important that uh, any any children learn Oof. to the value even of with, money. <laughs> even with the like uh, interest rate, you know, the time difference between when I was in high school in 1995, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, my parents would have looked at me crazy if I asked for $50, <laughs> oh. especially two days in a row to be like, yeah. oh, can I get 50 bucks? They'd be like, uh, oh, no. No, no way. <laughs> no, I, you can't. <laughs> I mean, I had big spending tapes my parents I didn't have you know my brothers was more sporadic so it was just occasional but the uh, Burlington was like 15 hours a week because I was in band but I wasn't doing any sports or anything so yeah that was my big activity yeah so I had the time to do it and I but I was a big spender I was a shopper <laughs> my parents I blame my father for that he took me shopping as to the mall every Sunday when I was a little kid but so you were the youngest you in your family yeah. right yeah so See, that's I, the difference I had a lot of stuff yeah, I had a lot of stuff I wanted to buy, and I was kind of like an only child in a lot of ways. Well, I joke with <laughs> that my younger. Mean they spoiled me. Yeah, know? I joke with my younger siblings that we got their youth, they got their money. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. so we're like, what? <laughs> but, uh, oh man. Yeah, <laughs> it's an It depends on the like anything with parenting. It depends on the kid. Yeah, like yeah. you can't. There's there's no way to. No, there's no handbook. There's no, there's no, no. plan and, and to deal with kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Maggie, but I like Fran's teaching her the value of money. She's being a good, a good parental figure for Maggie, I think here. And I, uh, and so you also see Maggie kissing her boyfriend. Like, <laughs> she's come a long way from uh, little James Marsden in the pilot. <laughs> Yeah. I know. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And so it turns out that the boyfriend wants to take uh, take Maggie uh, to a concert. Uh, and so she asks Fran to sub for her uh, in, as a candy striper. That whole conversation between her and Maggie, I thought was pretty funny. Pretty well done where where maggie tries to kind of oh, look how Move young in. you are and like how beautiful you are and all that stuff yeah i liked uh buttering her up and being like oh but what if i got somebody that i really trust well if you really trust him wait a minute <laughs> oh yeah she's like no i couldn't pass her 16 18 maybe yeah i thought it was i thought it was really funny it was cute between the two of them um, and Cece is taking cooking lessons. <laughs> <laughs> and oh uh, <laughs> uh, she says, the, the now says, Miss Bad Cook, Miss Bad Cook <laughs> will be poisoning you this evening. <laughs> I liked that whole like cheating subplot too with yeah. like Niles and Miss Babcock. Yeah. Let's, let's face it, Niles, you let yourself go. 
<laughs> Same old menu year after year. Oh my gosh. But I liked it. He's like, but he's always home for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. And uh the the, the actress that the that plays the nurse in the the hospital, this yeah. uh, actress named Christina Pickles, and she has been in tons of stuff. Yeah. Um and uh, she wasn't. Oh, oh, I thought she was in more Hallmark movies, but she's only been in one. She was in uh, Flower Girl. Did you ever see Flower Girl? Yes. Uh, I yeah, that. it's an oldie but a goodie. Well, I did love the beginning when Fran gets to the hospital, though. She's like, "Excuse me, I need a doctor. I'm 30 and single." <laughs> and the woman laughs. She's like, "Oh, yeah. 30. That's a good one." Yeah, and evidently they're not using their candy stripers very well because they're just all sitting there reading magazines. Oh my gosh! Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so in short, she has the sexy candy striper outfit, and uh, Mr. Sheffield gets sick from eating uh, eating. Uh, cc's food and you don't get appendicitis from food that's not the way it works nope. you just you just get it like yeah. you don't <laughs> it's not, there's, but anyway he gets appendicitis and and so uh she is she's hanging out in uh without her candy striper outfit she's in just like scrubs with a mask and uh and this is a very iconic scene so so the anesthesiologist comes in, kind of puts uh, Maxwell under, and there's Fran in there. And obviously, this is like completely ridic ridiculous because it's not even an operating room. It's just like a, like you need like the patient restroom where you yeah. take them to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's just a regular room in like the ICU or whatever. And uh, and so, uh, but anyway, he's there, and the doctor tells her to shave. <laughs> mr sheffield and so she starts putting like shaving him like on her on his face and he's the doctor's like what are you doing not on his face for surgery and so then she's putting it on the shaving cream on oh my god she's just is, like spraying it just like yeah. spraying at random underneath yeah. the gown <laughs> And and he asks Cece if she's the wife and she says yes and then she kisses Maxwell oh, and so there was a lot of uh, that was the part that I was like whoa like I was like okay this wouldn't fly I don't yeah. think in today's day and age I know people like to say a double standard of men and women but that one was a little bit like oh CC no 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 you crossed the line girl. yeah there's a lot I was of non, taking it back. yeah there's a lot of no consent consent yes. going on here in this episode but, well, I did love Fran's line with the doctor when he like turns around and she's like shaving his face and like singing and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, well, I have no idea. I mean, the man has a slight five o'clock shadow, but he's not going to a bar mitzvah. Like, <laughs> I just thought that was a really funny line. Yeah. I mean, it was just funny. I mean, Fran's yeah, whole express expression, everything, and then Niles saying Bucky oh for a raise. raise. <laughs> well, because after she sprays just in there, instead of, I don't know, a shaving or anything, she just starts feeling like she just is like, like Bugs Bunny, like on the head of Elmer Fudd. You know how he massages? That's basically what she's doing on Mr. Sheffield's crotch. Just kind yeah. of like pushing her hands down randomly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is she doing? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, the whole, I mean, the whole situation is absolutely ridiculous, but also really hilarious. So yeah. it's like, yeah. fine. Yeah, exactly. I was like, eh. Fran, I mean, maybe it was just a split second, but you've already seen it, Fran. <laughs> just, you well, know. That's why I was saying anything can be funny. It's yeah. just if if it's if it's funny or not funny. Like, how was it executed? And I thought it was so yeah. funny. Well, that's and what then, we were kind of talking about recently is that she's just, she is a very, I think she goes unrecognized in today's age, I guess. Yeah. As a very good physical comedian like her yeah. physical comedy exactly. is very funny she sells it great her face she sells a lot with just her face even so it's yeah she's a great physical comedian yeah. agreed agreed and uh yeah and then she's uh, later on she's putting a uh, whipped cream on <laughs> her sunday and mr sheffield's like what <laughs> it's fine <laughs> oh it's so good hilarious uh in this one, you have fashion. She has a sort of a red silky shirt 
with uh, the tie with has sort of burgundy lips. colored lips uh, and pink on it. And then a it's like a pinstripe vest and skirt with black nylons. I thought it was pretty cute. I liked I it. Yeah. yeah it was pretty good yeah, and like then said, i'm down with these skirt suits most most yeah. of the time i'm like yeah i like it <laughs> yeah and then she has another skirt suit that's yellow bright yellow with like black panels and borders yeah. around the suit mm-hmm. and it has a she's wearing a garnet colored turtleneck with black tights and the boots our favorite boots <laughs> and what do you think of that one the yellow outfit i liked it except for the the turtleneck color. I was gonna say too. I, I wish it was a weird deep red like turtle. Yeah. I don't know. The turtleneck yeah. didn't mesh with. I mean, she should have just wore the yeah. black turtleneck. You know. Yeah, the suit was really cute though. Yeah. Yeah, and then she has on a a plaid sweater uh, that's also a bit of a close to a midriff kind of like hanging there in a a, a spot uh, that's um black pa- with black pants mm-hmm. so and. Cute. Uh, and then she has a black turtleneck, pink coat, uh, and black pants. Uh, and then her candy striper uniform. And then the last thing you see her is a, it's kind of, it's the garnet colored turtleneck with a, it's a, it's like a top with a scalloped edge. It's kind of a, it's kind of like a tube top sort of thing. And then, yeah. but there was a shirt <laughs> underneath it. And then the the mini the matching mini with also sort of a scalloped edge with uh, with silver buttons on it and the black boots. <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting one. That I was didn't an interesting like that one. one at all. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. This is a pretty classic episode. What do you think, uh, uh, Larry? Yeah, I think this is another 8.5 for me. I think it was really funny, really fun. And as crazy as it was, I, I think the, the whole bit in the hospital is really fun. And pretty much at the moment she walks into the hospital all the way through to the, to the end is fun. Yeah. Uh, what are you, Colleen? I'm going to say an 8. I thought it was a good one. I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, I really like this one. I'm actually going to I'm going to go full on crazy and give it a 9. I think this one Ooh. is very funny. Ooh. Yeah. And <laughs> uh so and I am so excited for next week. It's one of my oh favorites my coming goodness. up. <laughs> yes. A big kiss moment is coming I'm up. Scared. I'm scared. I'm so excited. <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's going to be really fun. Let us know what you think of these episodes. Which one's your favorite? What rating you would give? Uh, we would love to hear on our Twitter, Frankcast14. And uh, Larry, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, as well as YouTube over on LC Screen Talk. Great. And Colleen? Um, I am on Twitter and Instagram at L-E-L-E-44094, and our FranCast Instagram is FranCast1993. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. Also check out Hallmarky's podcast. Uh, Lots of good stuff going on there this week, uh, so we'd love you to check that out. And thanks so much, you guys. It's really fun, and we'll talk again next week. Bye, everyone! Bye. Bye.